0: And welcome back to another episode of Unlimited Abundance with your host, myself, Paulina Baragova. It feels very weird to say your full name like that. I don't know if any of you guys have done that by introducing yourself. Like, I think we're not really used to saying our full names. Like, you know, when you meet someone, you're like, hi, my name is, you know, you say your first name. So I was like, hi, I'm Paulina. Imagine if we just always start introducing ourselves like with our full name, like our middle name. For me, I'm Russian. So my middle name is like, it's your dad's name, modified it's kind of hard to explain so it would literally be like hi my name is paulina alexevna baragova welcome back um welcome if you're watching the video welcome if you're watching the video you're probably getting annoyed because i'm playing with my hair because it's just those days where you don't want to style it so you put it in a low ponytail that's the vibe we're having today i'm so excited for today's episode it's a topic that i feel like i've been learning and I feel like I have the capacity today to kind of integrate it and share it into words so today we're going to be talking about the topic of nourishing what nourishes you which either this topic feels really complex or it feels like overly cliche and that's really what I want to talk about today I am so excited. So, yes, let's hop on in. Before we hop on in, just two announcements that I want to share for those of you guys who like to stay updated and stuff. <laughs> um my 3-month money mastermind, Let's Get You Rich, starts this Sunday, January 15th. So, doors are closing soon. So, if you've heard me talk about it on the podcast or maybe you follow me on Instagram, this is your final call, your final invitation. I would love to have you inside. Once doors close, you can't enter and this happens a lot courses people will be on the fence and then as soon as the course starts and they hear all the amazing feedback they want to get inside and so definitely if you've been interested then feel free to take a look i'll have the website linked down below if you're watching the video or in the keynotes it's three months long we have bi-weekly calls every two weeks on Sundays at 1 p.m. Pacific. All full replays are always included. This is how what I do with all my courses because I understand that we're not always able to make each call live and also we want to be able to keep the content, right? Like you might want to refer back to a practice we did or meditation we did or an exercise we did, whether it's right away or maybe in even a year, I want you to be able to keep the content. So you always get that recording um, of each session and then on top of that, we work together every month so on top of the two-hour bi-weekly calls that we have i work with you privately each month so we have in full hour private session together so i'm able to really connect with you love you support you and really kind of curate anything that you needs to be crafted inside the course by you know getting to know you and your needs and really support you in that way we also have the our group chat for the group of people inside that'll be available which is really exciting it's usually always an exciting little frenzy inside there where people are messaging updating and it's a really lovely community And as if that weren't good enough, you get free access to divinity during the time Of the mastermind. So it's really, really powerful for me. I form really close connections with everyone I work with. Genuinely, like they become really, really close friends. And so if you've always kind of been on the peripherals, or maybe you've just come to a ceremony here and there, or maybe if you've only just consumed my free content and you've enjoyed that, I always tell people, like, if you're just consuming free content from someone, that's amazing. You know, no one's forcing you to do anything. But can you even imagine how powerful it would be if you actually work with that individual one to one? This is like what my process is. I remember I was following this woman who's amazing. And I was like, if I have so much value from her content, imagine what it's like if I work with her. And end up, she end, I ended, I ended up working with her for three months last year, and it was amazing. And so, just a reminder that if you've to take your kind of journey to the next level, if you're called to, and really see what happens when the stuff that you resonate with and love gets emerged into your life in a greater capacity, like you can only imagine the magic that happens. So that is so exciting. So those are closing to that soon. If you're listening to this, this is your little reminder, your final call. Meditate on it feel into it of course as always you're welcome to dm or email me any questions i do my best to get back to you um and another announcement is as many of you know the first drop of the magic candles sold out. So if you're listening to this and you're like what is that? I craft, I hand pour and add herbs and make beautiful magic candles under each new and full moon and I charge and activate them with intentions and energy and they're super super powerful and strong to use in your manifestation practice. The first batch dropped on the full moon in Cancer and it sold out. So the next drop will will be on the new moon in Aquarius. They only drop on new and full moons. And and the batch is all that's available so once they sell out each batch is gone for good meaning you can't get more of that one for many reasons a because the main aspect is that they're created on that day to hold that energy right so if i made them a different day it wouldn't hold that energy um so yeah so the next drop is going to be at 11 a.m pacific on january 21st so mark your calendar Because I do sell it quickly. Some people buy multiple, which if you want to have multiple, then I don't really like not allow that. I know some people like big brands, like I don't know, Supreme and stuff, don't allow maybe to get a specific amount, but you're able to get however many you desire. So if you... Even if you, if you miss the drop, then definitely mark your calendar. But if you you already got access to that first candle and you love it and it's so powerful, I shipped them today my husband had to help me because there's so many boxes. Um, Then just keep that in mind. So that's just another announcement. I'll have the link down below if you want to read more about them, how they work, all that jazz. I made a post or a reel on my Instagram about them as well. Uh, you'll, you'll see it's like a picture of a candle. I'll probably pin it soon so you can see more about that if you're interested. So those are some announcements. I like to keep everyone posted on what's going on in my world, if you're someone who works closer with me. Um, but yeah, let's hop on into today's episode. So it's like like always, I feel like the topics I talk about are so layered that it's really kind of deciding like where do we enter the topic, right? Like I know we had one episode that really performed well and that I think so many people were blown away by, which is so exciting, was the modern feminine feminism is bullshit and the lies women have been sold episode (laughs) saying it out loud I understand it's a mouthful but it's the same as like any complex subject you don't even know really where to begin and so it's like kind of I just kind of have to get started somewhere and essentially build off of that and kind of explain different variations so to get started the premise of what I'm speaking about is really kind of in line with the feminine awakening i feel like that's been going on for now a few years but more so this movement of so many I mean, people call it like the soft girl movement now but essentially it's this like desire for a slower paced life you could say right more ease more um connection with emotion with your femininity not living in like the rigid edges of the planet or the earth and i saw this really beautiful quote i wish i knew who wrote it i know the girl who reposted it but it was essentially like the biggest thing that i Desire for people who have like lived really close or in the grit of like life's edge is softness, and it's like I just find that really beautiful. I'm not saying the correct wording, but essentially, people who have lived to that extreme of maybe hustle culture or productivity or force. And you live at that edge and you realize how unfulfilling it is, it really kind of swings you back in the other direction and really shows you what matters the most in your life, right? Where, and a simple example of this is, right? People, I hear this with my clients a lot. I had a one to one session yesterday. And my client was saying like, oh, I left this job even though this pay was good because I realized like my mental health was more important. And I think that this is like a big switch we're making. And I'm not always saying it looks like that because I do believe that you can make a switch and you know benefit as well. Sometimes it may take time to build your own thing, whatever you're doing, but essentially we're realizing what really matters. And I made a post about this and it was so crazy. I was like writing it and I was like in tears in my eyes. So clearly it was like really Powerful for me to write, but it's essentially, I mean, you could read it yourself, but I was basically saying, like, I don't want X, Y, and Z if I'm like stressed and anxious and can't sleep. I don't want blank if, like, you know, I want to get to my goals, but I want to get there with joy and ease. And I saw someone else post about this. I think it was Marissa Remy. So, you know, it's, It's so many people are awakening to this notion of wanting to live a slower paced life and really savor the moments and realizing that this perception of getting somewhere faster is really an illusion because once you get to any of your goals, I promise you, you will set another goal. It is just the wildest thing. It's just how our human mind works. It's beautiful in some ways because it shows how we really want to expand and we really want to grow and evolve, but at some level it shows us that there really never is this end. Right. There never is just this okay, I got it kind of thing because there's a new goal. What in whatever area of life, I mean, I can give you like so many examples, right? So like even in so when someone starts dating, right, or going on dates then they probably really desire – not everyone, right? I'm just giving an example. I know nowadays, like, if you don't give an example of, like, every crazy diverse example, people are like, how dare you not give the example of if this person is – you know, it's like, just take it at, like, face value, you know? But – like for example, someone starts dating, right? And they really like each other. The next thing that they're going to want is commitment, right? Like let's say boyfriend and girlfriend. Then in the future, the next thing they probably might want is to be like engaged, or maybe the girl wants that more. And then they want to have their dream wedding. But then after you have your dream wedding, then you want to improve your marriage. And then you want your marriage to feel amazing. And I was reading in this book called Mating in Captivity, and it was really speaking about how relationship dynamics have really changed over the years and how in the past a marriage is like more of like a social arrangement but now we expect our partners to be everything for us like our best friends our soulmates our lovers our like every you know we, we expect everything from our partners which is really in a way cool how society has evolved but it's also really changed the expectations of each other right and what someone can be for you um but just as an example so then we strive to have our marriage fulfill all of these aspects of our lives so that's just like one example, right? Or in business, you reach a goal, then you want the bigger, but then you meet people who have created even more like the, that. It's, it's endless in that, in that space, right? Then you're like, you want this kind of month or this year. And then next year you want more and you want more, like it's the human mind. Like you're never going to feel like, wow, I have really just gotten here and I feel good unless you choose to have that outlook, right? And so many of us now are, are realizing this very thing is that We want to enjoy our life. And yes, when we reach goals or intentions or milestones to celebrate that, right? And it's not to say that we're just going to sit on our ass and eat hot Cheetos all day, but it's saying that to really savor the process, to not always be running towards the next thing. And you know that difference in your body of when you're really present in a moment versus when you're just running to the next thing. And for me, I really realized that so much of my life, I was running to this next thing because I'm such like a doer I feel like I'm a high energy person I'm a Gemini I'm definitely like an achiever like I've always just been doing so much right when I was younger I was filming videos and doing school and then I moved to LA and I was like traveling and going to like red carpet events and then going to school and then doing homework and hanging out with friends like I was such a doer and I still think that in me still lives that energy so it's very it was it's been very interesting for me to kind of like heal aspects of that on one on one end I want to say that I think that life gives us the experiences that we need to succeed and what I mean by that is I feel like if I didn't have that programming I probably wouldn't have achieved the success that I have to this degree so I can't just be like oh my god I'm just like so overproductive like it's really bad because it has done me so much good in my life but also now I'm realizing how can I incorporate yes productivity but presence at the same time and a, what's the balance in that right and essentially a big lesson I've learned what I've really just seen from observing now that I've you know worked with so many clients and taught so many courses I've had so much data and this is only the beginning I can't imagine in like 10 years like I'll be sharing even more insights you know watch out Rumi um, but No, but essentially, I just have seen so many patterns now and enough times where I'm really starting to see this recent pattern of women realizing that the things that they were putting their energy into weren't nourishing them. So what I mean by that is oftentimes we see this with work. I think the most are with business is women begin to think like, okay, I really want to focus on my business and grow it or my job or career because there's this belief that this is going to lead me to fulfillment, right? Whether you think, whether it's status or money or any a combination of those or whatever it is, achieving goals, like we think that this is what's going to fully nourish us, right? Like if I can show myself I can achieve blank, then like this is going to be, And like, this is going to be it for me. And this is kind of interesting, such a a masculine paradigm, because I feel like men have gone through this process for years before. And because only recently women have gotten to enter somewhat, you know, somewhat recently when we think of history, the workforce and really build and grow and evolve, we're seeing women go through like traditionally masculine initiation. So you you can see this often, right? Men like reach goal after goal after goal, success after success after success and maybe never prioritize intimate relationships or committed connections or anything that maybe requires like intimacy, vulnerability, connection, etc. And then they realize that like no matter how much they achieve, they don't feel fulfilled until they find that in some situation, right? And you see this in like movies, they find the love of their life and then they're like, oh, it all makes sense. But this kind of I guess, like masculine narrative or masculine hero story, I feel like women are going through as well now where they're realizing like we were sold this dream that like, oh, if I'm a girl boss, if I do this, if I have a six-figure business or six-figure month business, one million figure a second business, then like I'm going to feel so fulfilled, right? It's going to lead me to this fulfillment. And so many people are realizing at different levels that something that emotionally drains you that makes you feel burnt out and overwhelmed and anxious is not going to give you those situations and those those feelings right and it's like really makes people think I feel like I feel like until you get there also you don't have this realization so I think that only once because you hear people say like oh I once I got everything I wanted I realized like I mean what I actually wanted was peace but it takes it does take you I feel like getting some of the things that you wanted after you've worked towards them to have this realization because before you have that realization you you can't you still have the belief that no if I have this I'm going to be happy so you can't tell yourself oh, I'm not going to be happy if I don't have this when I have this unless until you experience that right so if like someone's like oh yeah I made 10 million dollars and I realize like actually I just want to swim with turtles you're going to be like cool um well I'm still going to try to grow my business <laughs> Do you know what I mean maybe but until that individual has that same experience essentially is what I'm saying but so I think women are realizing more and more like we've been really pulled away from relationship I feel like and told I mean you see this with like the crazy feminist movement is like this kind of like the man hating which I like talk about which I don't know I have like really crazy things to say about this I don't I don't even know like I like someone commented on one of my on one of my podcast videos and was like this is giving me like pageant queen answers questions vibes because like you don't want to say anything offensive but i find that a lot of the women who become those like extreme feminists do so out of like rejection and i think that that's like very hard to admit because it's easier to essentially it's easier to blame someone else for our triggers than to work for, through them or to self improve so let's say I don't know, like, let's say you're not the most attractive cookie in the bunch, okay? And I'm not saying this in any mean way. Like, do do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying this in any kind of degrading way. I think that everyone is divine. Everyone is equal. Like, I mean, is everyone equal? Like, people who kill other people, I don't know. I wouldn't call them equals in my opinion. But essentially, I'm not saying this in any kind of mean way. I'm just trying to give an example, right? So that individual might have faced more rejection than their more attractive counterpart from men, And so it's easier for that person to be like, oh, men are so bad, like, et cetera, et cetera. I don't even I don't even want. Yeah, I don't expect men to do this for me. Like I can do this on my own. I can pay for this on my own. I can do all this stuff because of their experience. But the ironic thing is through self improvement, whether that's, you know, I don't know, reading inspiring books, maybe like eating well, fitness, whatever it is, right? Any kind of self improvement, there are obvious ways to make yourself more attractive, in general, and and this is a harsh. People don't want to admit. People have this crazy narrative in their minds that people should just feel attracted to them, even if like they they don't put in the effort. It's just the craziest thing. It's the same thing as men who are like no offense like kind of like losers feeling like women just owe them their time their energy and whatever it is it's the same way like men don't owe women necessarily anything either and i think that we have to understand that it is like this negotiation and when you fail to recognize that you're kind of just playing yourself so what i mean by that is it's like if you find if a if if you're a woman and you find that like i don't know you're getting rejected a lot by the people that you're attracted to maybe begin asking yourself like And I'm not trying to come from like a hateful angle because I value like self-love and self-energy and healing so much. But I also think there's like this realism in the world that we have to acknowledge. There's like this balance. There's like self-love, energy, like alignment, confidence, but there's also some real factors. For example, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. If there was a five foot one guy who is not cute, but had the best energy, loved himself, that's great, but I'm not going to fuck him. (laughs) Do, Do you know what I mean? Like, so like let's just so we have to have a little bit of like brutal honesty and I love my short kings out there you know amazing we love it but I we as people's individuals have free will and this is where people like I I don't understand why people get offended if someone's not attracted to me for example let's say it's I'm not like yes for I don't I'm not offended like maybe for a second I'm like damn especially if I like if maybe Channing, Channing Tatum told me I was ugly I mean, it would hurt a little. It's like, bro, I've seen a lot of your movies. Was a fan, but then essentially I would be like, that person has their free will. They have their type, and I don't think I'm his type anyway. Looking at the people he's dated, like Jenna Dewan, his you know his ex-wife, or Jesse J. I don't think I'm his cup of tea. But just as an example, right? Who else do I my people think I'm so funny? My like I I like the weirdest taste in men. I really rarely find men attractive. Um, but like I think the guy the Croatian guy from Shark Tank is so cute and people make fun of me I don't know what it is maybe he just gives me like this this like warm secure energy but like he I don't know I did look at his his wife and she looks like you know like she kind of has a similar trait so maybe he'd be attracted but let's say he even told me like like I'm not attracted to you for example if any of you guys watch that button show on cut it is so brutal because it's so ironic because when a girl rejects a guy who is clearly like unattractive or a flop and no one no one bats an eye it's no one bats an eye but the second that a guy you can see isn't attracted to a girl like no oh my gosh there was a girl who went on there who was like one of those cosplayers please tell me if you've seen this episode she had like pink hair and stuff I'm sure she's a lovely girl but well, let's not lie she we're like she's not Gigi Hadid you know and a lot of men rejected her because they just weren't attracted to her do, do does that make them bad does it make them like wish any harm on her or wish anything bad no they just don't want to invest themselves into her right and so i think when we acknowledge that we as beings have free will you just have so much more peace i don't know and i understand this is way easier said than done but at some level once you really accept this it just like gives you your power back, right? And so essentially what I was saying is kind of going back from this tangent is that women, a lot of those like extreme feminists have these like man-hating, um, views because that they maybe they've been rejected and instead of maybe asking themselves like maybe it's because of I don't know a variety of things it's much easier to say like I don't want that or like men are bad or I hate men or men are trash or like I don't need a man to do this for me I don't want a man to pay for me I don't want blah blah blah, blah. but it's like have you had that, someone offer that to you or do you feel like you've been rejected and so that's why I know this is a harsh also like a harsh reality but sometimes we sometimes truths are uncomfortable but once we understand it it's like so much more evident do you, and like do you know what I mean so for example like I'm self aware that okay if I like go out in my day and I don't put any effort into my appearance like let's say I don't really wear any makeup my hair is not done you know I just look kind of not put together it's fine. I have the free will to do that. But I notice that people engage with me in a very different way, right? I like notice I'm not getting the same kind of like attention. Men don't give me the same kind of vibe. Not that I'm ever seeking that, but I'm just saying I notice the difference versus if I, if, like I do my makeup, I look more put together. And it's a huge shift, right? Because when someone takes care of themselves and puts effort into themselves and their appearance, that's attractive. Just like if a man is dressed sharp, has his outfit on, you know, you're going to be more attracted to that than if you can see someone who looks like they haven't left their basement in 10 days, right? So essentially, that's just like a side thing that I want to acknowledge that I think that it's like us bettering ourselves. It's not, and it's not to necessarily get attention. It's just understanding that If I want what I desire, then like, would I date myself? I saw a girl made a video. She was like, you know, asking yourself, like, would I want to date me? And being honest with ourselves. And that's a really beautiful way to self-improve because how can we be confident, you know, and secure and show up in the world if we wouldn't? Or like, would I hire myself? You know, asking in whatever facet of your life, asking yourself those questions and being honest can give us so many amazing answers. So my segue from that is now on to... Like I was saying, that kind of that illusion that women have been sold, right? So what happens to a lot of women who I work with is so they prioritize their job or their career or their business above anything else, right? There's a difference between prioritizing it and putting energy and like making it top priority above anything else, above like your relationship, for example, right? And what happens is usually these women end up feeling burnt out. And I've been there too. I can honestly tell you there's been times where I've really, really prioritized my business, my work way above like my marriage. Not like in a, that sounds like such a crazy, like such a negative statement, but in terms of like, if we could have an evening together or like I was like needed to get stuff done, I would like sit in my work in my office, small things, right? And because like you think like, oh, I need to do this. This is super, super important. But what you realize is that you by you putting energy into something that doesn't like that nourishes you back but not fully in the way that you need like yes your business when it succeeds feels amazing and it feels nourishing but it's a very different nourishment than the feeling of like love and intimacy and connection and you know someone like holding you and telling you how amazing you are. I don't know like things like that right and so what happens is women prioritize work so intensely that all of their energy or such a huge amount of energy is going there and they don't nourish their relationship. And so what happens is then over time, their their work burns them out, right? To a certain degree. And it's different for everyone. So I cannot speak, right? Like to every example, but then also the relationship so I don't use the word suffers but essentially didn't receive the nourishment that it could have gotten so maybe it's not as vibrant as it could be and so what we actually notice what I notice in myself and working with women who I work with is when you begin to actually prioritize your relationship and if you're single you can think of it as prioritizing like your self-love your magnetism doing activities that feel good maybe socialization so whatever like that other area of your life is right so it's like if you're single, then maybe for you, it'd be, like, prioritizing time with friends, prioritizing being out, socializing, like, getting dressed up and feeling good about yourself, or whatever it may be, just doing things that make you feel good about yourself, essentially, right? Maybe, like, rollerblading by the beach makes you feel amazing about yourself and, like, the sexiest baddie alive. I can't believe I use that word in context. Um, But, essentially like you know what I mean if you're prioritizing you and your nourishment then ironically not ironically but it's interesting that then actually your work improves because you're showing up from a different energy you're showing up way more nourished you're showing up like way more full so for me when I started prioritizing like connection intimacy above my work which felt very scary because I was like it's so unlike my mars and virgo <laughs> capricorn moon i actually ended up feeling way more nourished so my work thrived i showed up like way more energized to everything to my client calls to things i'm sharing things i'm posting i was more radiant people would like comment and tell me that in person like your energy is more radiant and all of this stuff and then not only now was my work better with less effort because i wasn't pushing in it. i was actually showing it more full but then my relationship or my marriage for example is is also nourished as well right this is what the kind of the topic of this podcast is is nourish what nourishes you so really understand like where am i putting my energy because if i'm putting my energy into something that is just draining me then it's like i'm not getting an even exchange and at the end i'm going to feel depleted because i'm not getting an energetic exchange it's like having a friendship where it's one sided where you're doing all the effort you're doing all the planning you're reaching out and then you're not receiving much back, right? It's draining. And the same thing in our lives. And I feel like it's such an ironic shift because we are taught like, oh, I need to prioritize. I my phone was ringing. Uh, we need to prioritize work or blank and blank. Otherwise, like our lives will fall apart. But it's so interesting because when we actually prioritize self-nourishment, self-love, feeling good and juicy, whatever that way it looks like to you, right? Right then it it radiates into all areas of your life and everything else improves. So it's like this weird, almost like reverse psychology in a way. Because we think, okay, if I put my work first, you can think about this, whatever it is, your career, your business, or just your job, then I'm going to feel, then I can feel like accomplished. So then I'll have the energy to put into my other areas of my life, your interests, hobbies, your relationship, friends, whatever. But actually, if you prioritize feeling energized and nourished and put your energy into those areas of your life, then you have that, you nourish that, those parts of yourselves and those activity, people, places, situations, obviously choose wisely, nourish you back. And then you show up in the main arena, let's say for you, it's like your work or whatever it is where you wanted to originally show up fully, even more full. And this goes for friendships and relationships too. It's kind of to like extended out like a little tree branch of really asking yourself what friendships and situations actually nourish you. This is a really big thought I've been thinking about, which is a very kind of simple idea, right? Like hang out with people who are good for you. You know, you are the five people you surround yourself with. The five people I surround myself with are my cat, my dog, and my husband, my best friend, and I guess my friend's at pole. So it's pretty, pretty accurate. And I guess my parents, when we hang out with them a bit too. So pretty accurate vibe, honestly. No, but I, you know, it doesn't sound like this brand new revolutionary thing, but, but just really thinking about it that way, I started thinking like who, when I hang out with you, I feel nourished by, like I come back and I literally, this word is like one of my main words for 2023 is nourishment. Like that word, mm, I going to eat it all up. I love it. So I asked myself, like, who when I spend time with do I feel nourished? Like, who gives to me, too, right? And then who do I feel like depleted after? And it's very, such a mind over matter thing because our mind will tell us like, but you've been friends with this person for blank years. But, 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 but and it's like, no, 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 no. Let's ask our body. Who do we feel nourished by? And then who do we feel drained by? It really can be that simple. Obviously I understand that there are nuances, maybe, you know, for different reasons. Maybe you're on the PTA with Susan and you have to have meetings with her and she does not nourish. She, like, obviously I understand that there are, are exclusive cases but i said in general just really reevaluating that and only really prioritizing that and i started really thinking about the friends in my life who i feel so nourished by one of mine being my best friend um like when we hang out i come back feeling like inspired like invigorated like we have such Interesting conversations and share like new things with each other. And I'm always left feeling like ready to take action or excited about something or learn something new or researching something or wanting something. You know, it's it always leaves in that way. Or my other friend, same thing. Like people who, and I, and the biggest ref- way I feel like we can identify this is people who also are prioritizing themselves and their growth are going to be the people who are usually going to show up like this, right? The people who are not prioritizing themselves. Their soul, integrity, like just et cetera, then they're not, they're going to be showing up in that energy. So if someone's not, I mean, it's as cliche, right? It's like someone's not loving themselves and putting energy into themselves. Then what makes us think that they're going to have that capacity for us, right? Someone who is prioritizing themselves, is nourishing themselves, is reflective, is doing that inner work, is going to be able to show up you know, show up for or show up for us in those same ways. And I think this will be like continue to be a big theme for a lot of people in variance as well. So what I mean by that it doesn't necessarily have to be just categorical. So it could be like it doesn't have to be necessarily like, oh, what's nourishing me, my relationship or my business. But instead it can even look like how are the ways that I'm showing up in my relationship? For example, are they nourishing to me in my relationship or not? Or how are the ways that I'm showing up in my business or my career or my work, are those nourishing or not? right so we begin to like it can it goes even intracellular kind of it goes into the field as well so instead of thinking like oh do is podcasting nourishing for me or is something else more nourishing for me it can be like how is the way i'm showing up to podcast is it nourishing right do you get what i mean so like am i am i doing it when i feel excited to talk about something am i forcing myself to talk about something what kind of energy am i showing up in so those are kind of all of those nuances and so essentially that's just something I want you to really think about this week as you just move through your week. All, all just it's all it takes is a simple awareness, is asking yourself, what are the a like let's look at big picture first, right? What is nourishing you in your life and what is not nourishing you in your life is a really beautiful place to start. And it also gives us so much of our free will back. I feel like so many things that we feel like we have to do when we think about it, we don't <laughs> like, obviously there are still responsibilities. Like, yes, hundred percent. Oh, it's three, three, three. when I'm recording this. Um, but just like, for, I don't know, just small, just small things. Like I always want to tell personal stories, but I just realized so many of the things that I've told myself I have to do. I'm like, why did I sign up? It's, it's like, you know what a good example of this is. It's like when you book your calendar and people like ask you to hang out or do things and you just say yes. And you book your calendar, like so full. And then you're like, I did this to myself. <laughs> like, what, like, I literally said yes to all these things. Like, I did this to myself. Do you know what I mean? And so, just being more mindful, at least, that's a starting place of what's nourishing us and what's not nourishing us. And then extending those tree branches into other areas of our lives like within friendships so like it could be like it could start with what's nourishing me in my life this or this and then it can be like okay which friendships and then it could even go deeper like how am i showing up in these friendships is this nourishing how are we like exchanging energy where are we like what are our normal hangouts like like are we always choosing to do the same things is this nourishing to me it's just is just going out for wine nourishing for me or am i wanting to have a picnic the beautiful picnic basket on the beach or or at a park, or a nature preserve, or in your backyard, or almost, I don't know, somewhere in nature, <laughs> you know, like, or is that more nourishing to me? I think that we really have to be conscious about creating nourishment in our lives. I think some of us just expect it to happen in a way, like we're just feeling like, oh, I'm feeling drained, or whatever it is. But I think it's like, just like we created the scenarios oftentimes that drain us in certain ways or aspects, we can also shift to making things more nourishing for us. So for example, this morning I could have worked out because I, I had time to only either work out or I could have taken a bubble bath and my body felt really achy from pull last night. I went to pull for three hours, and I'm also teaching my online poll class tonight. Um, it's usually every Wednesday from 5:30 to 6:30 p.m. Pacific. I'll put a keynote down below if you're interested. But I was like, I know I have, I'm teaching that tonight, so I want to feel good. So like, do I push my body extra hard, or do I let myself soak in a yummy bath that I'm feeling more, you know, nourished so that I can show up more fully in my day? And so I chose that. And I understand that that's like a, a one one kind of example. But it could, it could be anything, right? It could be like someone invites you to do something at a specific time and you're like at first you just you have to say, okay, then you think, does that time actually nourish me? So like I was making plans for something for next week and there were two time options and at first it was like it's like you could easily just say like yes to whatever time option you were given, but I was like what time would actually feel really nourishing for me to do this thing, right? It's just like, it's just like a conscious cue in throughout the day is what I want to kind of invite you into. Yeah, and into that kind of like a little bit of radical honesty with ourselves. When we when when we want to self improve, it's a really easy way we can just ask ourselves, right? Like what I want to be with me, what I want to hire me, what I want to work with me, what I want to be my friend. You know, those are very easy ways where we can uncover some truths. And of course it's kind of hard to be unbiased sometimes because we're like, um, yeah, but you know, sometimes it takes some deep honesty or even asking people who we really, really trust like I don't know like I lost my husband who's very honest when I'm like would you want to be my friend would you want to do this with me? would you want to blank blank with me And so you get to like you know uncover those things and sometimes the answers to the growth that we seek are literally like right under the surface of our own behavior, which is so funny because sometimes we think like I don't know what's next for me, I don't know who I'm becoming and so much. So many of the spaces of where we can grow are really, really right there. So before I wrap up, I just want to say I never mean anything in an offensive way. I just sometimes think that we need to view things in a more like head-on. I don't say head-on, but in a little bit more of like an honest way of honoring the things that happen in our society. Like, sure, we can. Ha- I don't know. I just think that we can, I think as a society, people want to like ignore certain truths, sugarcoat certain things, and then shame people who don't adhere to that narrative. But there are just basic truths in our society that it's just almost like silly to ignore. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I I don't want to like get into like specifics, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Like, like just about the dating thing, right? It's like, if you're, if I feel like if we're feeling like what we're doing isn't working or we're not getting what we desire maybe instead of blaming like seeing what it could be and it's not always for example something with us but just I think there's just certain truths that we we want to ignore and like I think that that's it's kind of ironic that I funny that I use this example but that cut show really demonstrates that like I was saying how when women reject someone it's like no one gets offended but when like a man rejects someone who's not cute for example or in his eyes cute or traditionally, like on average, people wouldn't say it's cute. I don't know, in a survey, um, in a research lab. But you know what I mean. People get so offended. It's like we are, we as a society need to understand certain truths about what people, like what people are attracted to. And uh, there's one girl who I watch on YouTube. And it like her name is like Patience. I think I forgot what her last name is. But she makes like docu series or like kind of mini mini document like reaction style videos. That are really good and she was what she said she was like people don't want to admit as a society that we are shallow if someone hot walks by you know someone hot and successful walks by like people are attracted to that and it's just silly to think that if there is two people in front of you one being hot and successful and one being not cute and not successful that you would want to have like date them or engage with them in any sexual way equally like we have to admit certain things to to our as a society if we want to I don't know get what we want in a way it's like it's like I feel like that's why this is such a side note that's why I feel like that Andrew Tate movement although he's a piece of shit honestly like f him I actually like really like just this shit he says is so gross obviously he just says it for like clickability to be super polarizing um I heard he got arrested and stuff so but anyway like why I think his content really took off because he kind of like again I'm not on his side at all I think he's literally a piece of shit and like I think it's just disgusting I think he literally was running like literally abusing women and doing awful things and things he said are just like literally demonic And I think he's a sociopath narcissist psychopath so like I do not want to like give him any anything but I'm just behind why I think his like movement of of this like men alpha and all that bullshit on oh my gosh, there's this podcast called like fit to fresh or whatever those guys like also are like pieces of shit in my opinion um but like me oh i'm not man hating but like no like you know when a man is like awful i'm not afraid to admit it like when they're gross and narcissistic and just like are the way that they speak at women is disgusting and you can clearly tell that like no one wants to actually be with them they just want to pretend that they're so alpha like i'm not afraid to say like ew um but but why I think these like men are gaining this traction is because they're at least kind of giving men space to think or maybe even like get what they want by telling them like okay for example if you're not for they tell they tell men basically right like indirectly indir- and, and indirectly like if you're not attractive and you're not successful here like take my course where you'll learn how to like work out boost your testosterone get strong here's my business about how to like drop ship or trade crypto you know like they're trying to tell it they're they're at least admitting that truth i think and i think that that's that that's why those things are so successful they're admitting like okay like i'm not getting women because i'm not cute and not successful so if i take this course and i can be cute and successful i'm obviously paraphrasing dramatically here but you get what i'm saying at least those courses or that they're they're kind of like wording or verbiage they're they're at least kind of finding this clear truth and i think that's why it resonates with people and, and why so many men are like go, drawn to it right so yeah I don't know my husband and I talk about that a lot about like that there's such a huge market for men especially young impressionable men who like want to I don't know become successful so they look unfortunately to people who are a little bit Not a little bit, but just honestly slightly deranged because I feel like because they offer like one ounce of truth, they believe everything else they say because they tell them like, oh, if you're successful and attractive, you know you'll get more women to like you. Okay, a fact, most likely. Um, but then they, but then they, the way that they go about it and what they sell and their approach and marketing is, and just them usually as people are a little bit sketchy to say the least. But I think that why it sells, okay, is my point is is that because they point to a truth, right? So. Anyway, on that note, I just wanted to kind of touch on that because I've had those thoughts about that man um, for, for – not for a long time, but since I heard about him, it was just, like, very clear what this guy was doing. Also, when you, like, read about him, I watched, like, a little Jake Tran video on him. Little – no, Jake Tran's pretty popular on YouTube. But it was explaining how he's, like, been trying to get famous for, like, 10-plus years. So, like, clearly he just wanted attention and he just tried one thing after another and finally some some of his bullshit worked, you know? Um Anyway, so that's how I just want to end that podcast with just that just that thought of nourish what nourishes you, you know, just really prioritize that because when you put your energy into things that nourish you, it's going to come back to you and it's going to actually fuel the other very things that you desire that might have been leaving you burnt out. Like by prioritizing things that nourish you, you might think that you're losing time in another area of your life, but because you're going to show up so much more radiant and magnetic in that other area of your life, it's actually like you're gaining time, you know, or maybe even balancing, but I think even gaining time in those areas as well. So, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Unlimited Abundance. I would love to continue this conversation. That's for me, I'm such a communicator. So, I like having conversations. So, if you enjoyed this episode, if you have anything you want to share, just like literally any thoughts you had, be sure to DM me or comment down below if you're watching this on YouTube, I genuinely want to hear your thoughts about everything I share, because they're just that thoughts, right? I don't think that what I'm speaking is the ultimate truth, the one opinion, like, I don't, I don't view, you know, what I'm saying is that I just like to view what I experience and interpret and share it in the hopes that maybe that's also other people are experiencing interpreting and maybe haven't heard someone else express uh, or just to start conversations, you know, maybe someone to share something that makes me completely change my point of view. It's just sharing at this moment in time, what, have I, what I've observed and integrated and in the hopes that that can kind of grow community and start conversations, right? That might create really amazing change in our lives. So with that being said, I love you so, so, so much. And I will see you guys next week on Unlimited Abundance. Like I was saying, if you're wanting to get inside, let's get you rich. My three-month money mastermind, definitely do so before doors close and mark your calendar for the next magic candle drop. I love you so much. And I'll see you next week on Unlimited Abundance.